Welcome to Wandering Birds, coming to you from the city that never sleeps in the deep, deep, deep BKYN. No doubt. Brooklyn. Down. Brought to you by the Gifted Sounds Network. Wandering Birds is the show that lets those on the go know just where to go when they wander the big blue marble. I'm Mickey T. And I'm Mickey V. Okay, this week we are wandering to FlameCon in Brooklyn, New York, a very blurred friendly destination. But before we proceed, for those who aren't familiar with the term, tell us, Mickey, what's a blurb? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know that uh, that neighborhood black kid who is wearing those really thick glasses or th- those pocket protectors that wow. are like absolutely stained with uh, pen ink and all that jazz? Yes. No. That's not necessarily what a, what a blurred is, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Just because they have the accoutrements of the stereotypical uh, nerd doesn't mean that they are one. Um, but yes, a nerd that is black. So it's a black nerd. Blurred. Um, we like to have fun with the English language, right? As human beings and with language in general. And we just made that term up because we can. <laughs> so, we can. And before yeah. we know it, it'll be in the dictionary. If it's not already, I mean, bootylicious is, woke is. Woke is. Blurred is going to be in a dictionary. Let's make it happen. It's going to have its moment. It's going to have its day in the sun. It is. So (laughs) now you don't have to show your black card to listen to the show, but (laughs) you know, it helps. It helps. It helps. You know, some of the references that we bring up might go over the heads of some. Um, but you know what? That's why you're listening, right? You're curious. You want to learn about people who may or may not be like you. And that's cool. Who that's what's up. Welcome. in your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, we're going to talk about, um, one of the cool places to travel to, to, to New York city. Um, we went to the third annual FlameCon, which okay. is a convention that is, um, Focused on celebrating the nerddom of the LGBTQIA community. For sure, you don't have to be same gender loving or any of that jazz and like pretty much non-straight. You don't have to be that. You can be an ally, a fan, an accomplice, right? Um, Someone who is willing to fight for the rights of every human being, not just some. Um, That's what an accomplice is. Yeah, it's for anyone and anyone who really loves diversity in all its shades, all its forms, all its colors, all its ways. Um, But for sure, it's a safe space focused on the LGBTQ person. And let's face it, not all blurts are straight identify or cisgender. True. Right. They're they're just being. (laughs) But this is a blurtastic event. And so we are here and we will be taking you to more blurtastic events, not just places, but events. Oh, for sure. And it's definitely blurtastic because blurs were all up and through that piece. We showed up and we showed out and it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. You'll see it in our footage. I guess the, the first thing that is important about this particular event is that we really got a chance to, um, talk about, like it was a, sp- a safe space mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And um, that's what makes it different from some of the other cons. I know that 
we will soon um, have Comic-Con and another, I believe it's another week here. Um, and so we thought this was germane for those that kind of want to get their con on, but want to feel a little bit more included. And so here are what some of our friends had to say about FlameCon as a safe space. I'm Kaylin and I'm here because I like doing nerdy things and going out every once in a while. Okay. I'm Lay and I'm here because I'm a dweeb. I need to get outside more. Okay. Um, I'm Ishoke. I'm one of the hosts of the Cheers and Critters podcast. And I'm here because I fucking love cosplay and I'm cosplaying today. Okay. So what makes this space unique here at FlameCon? I mean, it's a place where I can kind of be LGBT and just kind of out there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't really have to worry about like being like the odd man out or the odd girl out, whatever mm-hmm. I am at the day. So it's nice to be kind of in an inclusive area. Yeah, it's the same here where it's like, it's not like I have to divide like my queer self and then my nerd self. Instead, they come into a nice little blend and then as a result, I feel more like myself in the way. Yeah, definitely want to piggyback off of that. Like, it allows me to like blend all the different pieces of me, like the aspects of my nerd identity and the aspects of my career identity, and like you know, challenging folks in this space to think about the way they can be even more inclusive. Um, the thing that I feedback I give them all the time is it's real white in here, y'all. So what are you gonna do to fix that? Um, but and like my presence, like physically reminds them that that's a thing. So, as Wandering Blurds, we're trying to bring the world to blurds out there. Why would a blurd want to come to an event like this? Is it unique among cons? Because I'm guessing that you guys do go to other cons. So, if you could explain, like, what other cons you've been to and why you particularly, like, what would, what is different about this one? Like, yeah, not to be too redundant. I mean, uh, this is Caitlin, by the way. This actually is my first con I've been to. Okay. Yeah, so this is kind of just me experiencing this for the first time, so I wouldn't know what makes other cons themselves, but like I felt like this was the first one I actually found interest in, because it's something where I feel like there's something I can actually participate in and relate to. Lay, and the, I just, my first con as well, and the fact that I'm a blurred is kind of the reason why it's my first con, because usually I'd be scared to go anywhere, because I never see people like me going to a con. Never see people like me uh, on the train in costume, and they're not scared. And I went to this one because I'm like, some. I feel like maybe someday somebody's going to see all these wonderful people having the same amount of fun as everybody else, and then they'll be more encouraged to join in on the fun. And then it blurs and nerds, and everybody's happy, man. Uh, so I go to a lot of cons. Uh, this is Ishoke. Uh, I usually average about a con a month at this point. And what's really unique about this con is that it really does focus on queer artists and queer creators and it allows folks to make very great choices about who they get to spend their money on, where it is that they're um, getting their content from, learning about new people, getting to know new folks who like love the same things as them. So like it's really fun for me to like see a bunch of like queer folks talking about like queering Shakespeare, right? Or queering um, Sherlock Holmes or queering Star Trek, right? The ways that like we examine things through a queer lens all together is really great because it happens here. 
Okay. So what drew the both of you to this event? Um, I heard about this from a lot of like uh, like fellow cosplayers and you know it being like an LGBT very inclusive convention I definitely had to check it out. And this is like my second year and my first year during a table. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what about you? I'm the model so I kind of follow her wherever she goes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's why that's what drew you here. So here's the question. You're both people of color. Mm -hmm. And do you find at have you ever been to any other conventions? Any what I'm sorry? Any other conventions? Um Yeah, like <laughs> it, it's it's a little weird because sometimes it's like especially because we dress up, some people like they like it's like, oh it's a person of color dressing as a most likely a, you know, non person of color character. Uh -huh. uh, a lot of times they like it, other times they're very, you know, um, what's the word? They're very like, tr like too true to the character uh -huh. that it becomes like a, they get upset, you know, like about it. But that's why this con, like, they're, everyone's just like, it's fine, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what about you, Paul? Well, we've done a lot of cons, and like she said, you know, some people are indifferent, some people are just like, oh, this is awesome, you know? Like, we did Disney Villains a few years ago, and I was gassed on. And one girl even said it, Black Stone, I love you. <laughs> yes. That's cool. That's cool. So, why would you recommend people come to this con? Well, if you're looking for a more inclusive crowd, definitely come here. What about you? Yeah, definitely it's the inclusion of everyone. It's also like, you know, it is technically more of like a safe space. So, And there's so many people like just... Um, just like different genders, you know, like I said, so different. People in different type, like body types, and you can see like there's they're more comfortable, you know, uh, here dressing a specific way with without having to you know be laughed at. Because at other cons, if you're on a heavier side, you know, there are some people who will point you out and say very horrible, mean things like you can't cosplay as this because you're a certain size. You have to be this size, you know. Whereas here. Like, as long as your costume looks good, they don't care about the size of your body. They don't care about the size of your body. They don't care the color of your skin. You look good, you look good, you know? And that's really what it's about, yeah. I am Stefan. My name is spelled S-T-E-P-H-F-O-N. Okay. And Ibrahim, I-B-R-A-H-I-M. Okay. And our next question is, I see that you're wonderfully costumed. Who are you representing? Um, I am representing one of the Indigo Lanterns. Um, it... Emo it's the emotion of compassion um, in uh, the DC comic universe. These are um, superheroes that usually have the ability to um, use all of the emotions. Life, death, will, fear, rage, will, and hope, and love. So I chose compassion because I love purple. And um, also, I love what they represent as a core. I am 90s Jubilee. <laughs> um, one of my favorite TV shows is the X-Men from the 90s. It's actually, I can say, probably my my first, like, geek geeky show I would watch as a kid. Um, I used to watch it with my parents. And the early, when I used to stand in the morning cartoons, I used to wake up in the morning to watch cartoons. Um, of course, my favorite was Storm and her soliloquies. But Jubilee and her, like, young playfulness and how everyone kind of took her on their wing. Especially Storm and Wolverine, if you watch the show. Yeah. And she was really my favorite um, because outside of Storm, she was the only other ethnic character, um, pretty much. Yeah, I was trying to think. Mm -hmm. yeah, she's pretty much the only other ethnic character of that time. 
Um, so I loved her, and she was playful and young, and she wore bright colors, like pink, yes! yellow, and blue. And, like she did fireworks. Like her powers were so fun. Um, that's why I love her. They're actually also ethnic. They were her powers were eth. Let's see if I can say this: ethnocentric in their nature because she's well, she's Chinese American, um, and when you think of fireworks, think of uh, China. Like, the, like a lot of the characters that were made in Marvel Universe from um, the X-Men have some sort of connection to, like, their backgrounds as we think about them. Um, like, when you think about Storm, when you think about Africa, and you think about the elements, think about nature and Mother Nature and the cradle of life. Where did it start? It started in Africa. Um, but she was originally actually two characters. Sorry, I'm rambling about history and comics. No, we're wandering blurred, so wham rambling is something we're very familiar with. Uh, we ramble, we wander, we blurred. Um, brings me to my next question. What led you to wander here today? Um, of I don't know how many cons you go to, but of all the cons, why is this one special and why did you come? Um, two reasons. One, because it is like, it's a gay comic con, so I feel very comfortable and open with either gender bending by like, um, last year when we pl we were f female characters as males and yet we weren't doing drag we were just male like masculinizing it or gender bend gender fucked queer um, and then this year like I'm wearing an outfit that is it is a bit um, between the line it is a loincloth it's a bit of a skirt um, but it goes with like how I feel of um, of expressing the character in my own cosplay. Um, and the other reason was to support two of my artist friends, Scott Braddock and David Bell. Um, they're both amazing artists and they are both have tables and it's doing well, so I have to come for those reasons. Lucky Zanford, yes, sorry, I forgot. And Ibrahim? Um, also, like I said, to support our um, artist friends, this is our second year doing FlameCon. Um, and to not only be a blurred, but to be a gay blurred. <laughs> um, it's all about representation and visibility. And here, like you said, you can be ourselves. Because you do the big cons. Like, um, like this is probably my second year really getting the cons. And I'm really, like, diving deep into, like, cosplay. And, like, I'm about to buy a sewing machine. Like, I'm really planning to get, like, deep into cons. Um, but this one's, I feel like, the one I can have the most fun at. Because even though I, like, like I'll, I start gender bending with Halloween. And actually, for his birthday, we threw him a, um, a superhero birthday party. I'm not going to say the age. He's old. Um, <laughs> um, and I did a gender bit storm. <laughs> and that was my first gender bin. And I, um, I have, like, a list of gender bin characters uh, that I want to do. So I've done Storm. I've done Harlequin. Um, Sailor V. Um, today was Jubilee. Tomorrow I'm going to be um, a gender bin um, Zantana. So I have, like, a whole list. Um, in addition to, so I have two big cosplay projects personal. I plan gender being like all my favorite strong um, feminine characters, as well as to do classic black superheroes. So I have a whole list. Black Panther, of course, me at the top of the list, um, even way before the movie. Obsession, because <laughs> it's an obsession. But yeah, so the, that so cons and stuff is is about to be an integral part of my life, and flame cons. Since this honestly was one of, it was the first kind of ruined too. Yes. So it, it's gonna have a special place, regardless of how big or small it will be. I still feel at home and I have fun and it's pretty comfortable. What are the safe spaces do you feel as you know for blurs for LGBTQ blurred life? 
Um, I think I feel like we're still finding them. I, th- I think they're still being developed. I mean, yes, you could say there are clubs. There's moments when we have them. Um, one of uh, my friends, uh, Tony Ray, he's a, he's a really well-known cosplayer, but he like tries to create safe spaces or events on Facebook for like players to come and congregate, whether it's Pokemon, whether it's anime, whether it's cosplay, just to create that kind of space. I think that this is the perfect kind of space for that to bring like that safety aspect of like we can wear you know our costume and and be who we are i think that as a a blurred when we talk about color and culture i think we're still like finding that representation because it still looks like a chocolate chip cookie to me when i look in that room like you have a beautiful base of a fair skin and lighter colors but when you look at um, ethnicity and, and race and even trans. Like, I'm looking for the trans. Like, the trans individuals in there may be there, but I, I like, it's a safe space for us, but are you saying that this is, like, boldly showing that? It's accepting. I think we're still finding that place. Okay, what about you, Ibrahim? Where are the safe spaces that you found virtual or physical? No, honestly... You know the old adage, birds will feather flock together. I find the safe spaces amongst my group of friends. And every year it gets bigger and bigger. Um, And I feel like, honestly, like I have friends who host game nights that we dress up and we we play, we have theme nights, whether it's comic books or 90s, things like that. And to me, honestly, that's safe space. Safe spaces have to be big venues and club places. But in the end, we do have events like this that we have to support and have to um, recognize. So I feel like space, safe spaces is kind of what you make it, um, but also the difference between space space and visible spaces, because this is a visible safe space where it's known, where it, we're out in the public, and then safe spaces with your friends. Um, so honestly, I feel like it's what you make it. Because um, honestly, sometimes I don't need hundreds of people to feel comfortable. I, if I'm with my group of friends and we all like the same thing, or the same theme, because <laughs> right. we all like, like we did a Marvel versus DC party and it was his biggest argument over how strong Storm is. And that was hilarious. And I just sat there with my drink and sitting pretty. But even though that was an argument, it wasn't a negative environment. Right, right. At the end of the day, we laughed, we had fun, and it's all about camaraderie. Cool. So last but not least, um, any Instagram feeds that we should be posting your pictures to and letting you know when our podcast comes out? Any... Um, my Instagram is Fashion Enigma. Okay. Um, because I'm an enigma and you never know what you're going to get next. <laughs> um, my Instagram is Broadway Guru. Um, I am a thespian. I'm an actor, a writer, a director. Um, thespian. I said the word right. Thanks. Um, uh, I'm, uh, I, I, I educate by day. Um, I'm an educator. That's my day job, which I'm very passionate about and been doing for a long time, but uh, my true passion is the theater, is the stage, um, and so I'm uh, with Broadway Guru, I'm able to show that um, in my work with Rooted Theater Company that is budding here in Brooklyn. Now, Mickey, I don't know, I was kind of like, the first thing that really kind of had a huge impact on me coming in to FlameCon was like the huge group of costume people, they were 
representing what was it adventure zone podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had you ever heard of adventure zone before no you went there? not at all i was struck i was like what in the hell is going on oh my god so many colors so many so many characters, so much yelling. Oh my gosh. A lot of yelling. They were excited they to were, be with each other. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. They were costumed. They were stoked. They were in the moment. We heard nerds yelping. Okay? Yes. They were so happy. Yes. Pointing and yelping and just overall celebrating. And it's a podcast. We talked to Alexandra Abeni and she explained exactly what this is uh it's a bunch of dudes playing DD and making a lot of funny jokes but also a story that will make you cry almost every time and you all have a pretty big contingency yeah. here like where do you know where it's produced out of or are you guys just all converging here for this event um i mean it's kind of a in the lgbt community it's kind of beloved because it's so inclusive without like Making a big deal. Without making a big deal, it's just perfect. And it's just a bunch of guys making a D&D podcast. And it's amazing. And, like, we all love fantasy stuff. And we all love these brothers that make this podcast. Um, so when we con out, we like to purchase lots of different things that we find cute or informative. Or we just want to support an artist or... Or see something ten, new. Or see something new. Yeah. And we want to buy some stuff yeah so um we have some of the different vendors that we want to mention um should i start I'd like- uh, yeah 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 okay yeah, you start with yours your favorite booths and vendors and and things okay cool um well i bought this really cute hot pink backgrounded um painting of billy idol it was like i want to say eight and a half by 12 inches um big and it's up on my makeup box. It's propped up on my makeup box on my dresser. I think it's so cute. Um, the table shop, Night Owl Designs. So Night Owl Designs, they make paintings. Well, I believe it's not a they, like it's just one person. Um, I'm not sure of their pronouns, so I'm, I am going to refer to them as they. I hope they don't mind. Um, I will provide a link for you to find out um, who this person is and how you can look at their um, stuff yourself. But they made uh, jewelry, these really funky earrings. And like I said, I bought this really kick-ass painting that um, we're gonna share a picture of because it's so cute. Um, And the buttons and all kinds of nerdy things. It it was a really cute table, um, really awesome artist. And it was a pleasure a pleasure looking at their art and getting to patron them. How about you, Mickey? What do you, can you think of one of the tables that you want to share with us? Oh, wow. I've got, a I few. know that there's, there's a lot. So <laughs> like, can, can, can you narrow, narrow <laughs> it down to I'll, one I'll for now? It, narrow it down to a few. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's fair. So, okay. so let's see, I guess the first, um, the first table that really kind of drew my attention and, well, not really drew my attention because everything draws my attention. Um, <laughs> but the first one that I, it resonated with me, I'll put it that way, in a deep way, was Online SOS. And um, that is an organization um, that is one of only two in the world that specializes in providing online harassment help 
to people. And one of the, um, I spoke with one of the co-founders, her name is uh, Samantha Silverberg. And she is actually, um, she has her master's in social work. She's a clinician. Um, so she can speak to someone, you know, if you're, you're being harassed, she not only can give you resources, but you know, she can kind of talk to you, talk to you about finding a clinician to talk to, if not herself. Um, and they also, she's co-founded this with an attorney who can tell you what your legal resources are on, you know, at your disposal, uh, to handle that. So they, I think that's a really great resource. Um, I think most nerds and blurds, uh, in general have some kind of experience with being harassed in one way or another. Um, it's one things that one of the things that unites blurds, I mean, and nerds, nerddom (laughs) is persecution by others for our absolute fabulousness during our formative years no less right so usually if you still have issues or if issues arise where you're being harassed you can um look them up at online sosnetwork.org reminds me of those two women who's like making the social media rounds right now they're um white women i believe one of them is queer um and the other one i'm not sure but they argue with white supremacists on behalf of people of color huh yeah that's interesting i know right and they provide the service free of charge of volunteers oh i know i mean how phenomenal is that phenomenal and tiring and tiring but you know what they they take breaks and they take care of themselves they they do the work for like i think four hours a day or a week no it can't be a day because that's like a job but um a a week or so if I find um, that information, I'm going to post that as well. Right. Great. The other table that I really thought was fantastically awesome um, was Dragon Fruit. The Dragon Fruit app is a dating app for geeks. Um, the founder and his partner were both there. And what I thought was really interesting about this is that they match you with your geek love by interest and they have something that's called Geekdar that allows other users to like it allows the users to find each other at cons so if you're coming lonely to a con and you're like everybody's met everybody has somebody but me you can go on their app and find someone um so the last couple i guess i will mention are um i liked kyle's bed and breakfast that one spoke to me because pancakes (laughs) so the thing about the kyle's bed that's a comic um and it's about a guy named kyle who owns a bed and breakfast and he has this multicultural cast of friends and he's a great chef so he makes pancakes and I believe it's set in Long Island either it's set in Long Island or Kyle is from Long Island but just all the comics with the pictures of the fall leaves and the people you know the hot guys and they're all in there like um well not all of them were in plaid and but yeah I like that it spoke to me the pancake spoke to me the autumn leaves spoke to me as did like just the whole aesthetic. 
Mm, um, the art must have been really nice, huh? It was. Cool, it cool. made me hungry. Shout out to the <laughs> illustrator. Yes. Uh, Greg Fox. <laughs> Inducing hunger everywhere. Yeah. And and I just thought that was neat. Oh, yeah. Net now. Net TV now. Um, and that was an all web series. So it's a network where they do nothing but highlight web series. And that, the founder of that is Michelle Mycor. So if you're out there getting your nerd blurred on, making a web series, this would be the place to put it. Okay. Wow, very cool. Yeah. So they're showcasing talent at a convention that's showcasing talent. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, I, I have another one that I really want to plug because it's a place that we're actually going to visit. We're going to take you guys with us and we're going to show you the amazing place that is Easton Mountain. It's this um, retreat that is primarily for uh, men who identify as gay to provide a safe space for them. Um, it's in a beautiful location, upstate New York. And yeah, so stay tuned for that episode because we're going to bring you there and we're going to talk to um, some of the organizers and uh, the um, the event uh, coordinators and staff who are there and also the current coordinator for the nerdvana retreat so for all the day the gay dudes that are listening right now if you guys just want to nerd out somewhere far away from where you live and just have some sanctuary with your fellow gay men um who the hell wouldn't want to that sounds like fun right if i was a gay dude yeah um <laughs> i'm not a gay dude and i still want to go um but yeah check out easton mountain e-a-s-c-o-n mountain yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that in the future. Stay tuned. Um, I don't know. Was there anything else that kind of like stuck out to you as being particularly unique about this this con that helped make it a really inviting safe space? Yes, very much. Something that we noticed right away, actually, when we went into the press room, uh, we were handed choices for pronoun tags they were pronoun stickers that we put on our shirts that lets everyone know who's uh, near us who wants to interact with us what pronouns we went by which I found so touching because that was really considerate for people who are not cisgender or who are just not um subscribe to societal norms and societal notions of what one person should identify as like no we determine who we are in the world and if other people want to respect us and understand us they will acknowledge us as we want to be acknowledged and so stickers like that really help out and it's such a small gesture right but it matters a lot one of the things that i noticed when we had our discussion um, off mic with Ibrahim and Stefan was, you know, the fact that I saw so few people wearing their tags because, well, you've got these lovely tags and they make it so that, you know, you can respect people and make them feel included. But one of the things that Ibrahim pointed out was that um, you know, they get in the way of your costume. They're stickers. That's right. Cosplayers, yeah. they know. They know what's yeah, up. Like you can't not wear just to... anything on any part of you. Right? We want to show your outfit. 
Exactly. So maybe there's a way that they can maybe make a color code or have it on a bracelet because bracelets are kind of, but yeah, I did ask, you know, cause I was like, wait a second. I can't see their pronoun. Right. I'm trying. Hmm. Yeah. So. We have to put our creative hats on folks. Let's, let's think of some good ways to have signage on a cosplayer that doesn't take away from their look. And there are also spaces that happen to be quiet right? where you can speak to people. We, we came across another room that was dedicated to cosplayers where where we were able to, if we wanted to interview the cosplayers. And then there was a corner where there was a table um, with a sewing machine and other kits and tools and stuff that cosplayers can go to, to repair their costumes, which I thought was so kick-ass. I haven't seen that anywhere else except for blurred con. But that's it. So I guess this is a trend and it's here to stay. Good job, guys. So I'm Mickey T. And I'm Mickey B. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Wandering Blurreds. Definitely. Catch more episodes from us on the Wandering Blurreds podcast. Um, You can catch us on YouTube. Check out our amazing pictures from our resident photographer, Mickey T. He's also <laughs> the, co- the co-host who's sitting across from me. Um, and uh, yeah, we're on Facebook as well. So chat with us. Send us an email at wanderingblurreds at gmail.com. Let us know where you're traveling to. And actually, we kind of want to see your faces. We kind of want to see um, who our listeners are. So if you have the time, take a video of yourself, a little video selfie. And let us know where where the best place you've traveled to was. Or where have you where wandered? You would love to, yeah, where have you wandered as a blurred or nerd or whoever? And uh, or where you would love to go to. Yeah, and fill us in. Yes. And maybe, just maybe, we will do a show um, featuring your favorite spots. That's um, right. So join us next Tuesday when we'll be wandering to Battle Creek, Michigan. 